0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior rehap Podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and with me today is
1: Lita. How are you doing, Lita? I'm good. I'm okay. There, It could be a sad day for hockey. By the time this gets released, I guess it already would have been a sad day for hockey. So I'm bracing myself, but I'm excited we get to talk about Velociraptors and Bryce Dallas Howard today.
0: Yes, uh, hockey just as relevant as dinosaurs to American Ninja Warrior
1: yeah well I would say that like generally it's more relevant because it's a sport not anymore and and the team what do you mean not anymore
0: well now Jurassic World is forever linked with American Ninja Warrior just like Ninjago is
1: oh god the Ninjago role I forgot about that um no hockey is more relevant because the team that I am supporting is the Vegas team and that is very Ninja Warrior Jason no no
0: Just cause it occupies the same physical space does not make it relevant.
1: Why? They're both have they both have their finals in Las Vegas this year. No, doesn't matter. Okay. Wow. Fine.
0: Well, we are here to talk to you about the second episode of American Ninja Warrior, the L.A. Qualifiers, uh, but it was the L.A. Jurassic World Qualifiers, and they started this episode off with uh, a big, you know, their typical montage with like the NBC voice guy there. That might be the preview for next time, but it's always like the this episode on Ninja Warrior. It's a look at this injured person. And Wait, this how is he person. the NBC
1: voice guy? Oh, oh, <laughs> like it's his voice. Yeah. I thought you were referring to like the TV show, The Voice. No, what? what? <laughs> when I hear NBC voice, I think of The Voice.
0: No, if if it was The Voice, first of all, I wouldn't be talking about it. But second of all, I would say the guy from The Voice.
1: Well, yeah, but the NBC voice guy sounds the same thing. The NBC voice
0: guy. He does all the NBC commercials with his voice and he's he always (laughs) reads super dramatic stuff and it's always supposed to make you cry.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I got confused. (laughs) I thought maybe there was a guy from The Voice I didn't recognize because I've never seen The Voice. (laughs) You haven't even seen it and you thought I was referring to The Voice? Yeah, when I hear NBC voice
0: okay no <laughs> no anyway uh we start off with this montage and i genuinely was like what what have they done i'm usually uh, on board with these but this was ridiculous with the dinosaurs and the green screen and the uh like every other sentence had something to do with the dinosaur i i, I thought this was a parody
1: yeah i wrote this spawn con has gotten a little out of control but then i was like I also need to remember that the show like is geared towards families. It's like supposed to be kind of for children in some ways, so like maybe I need to be a little more lenient. Uh,
0: no. I mean okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen uh Coco? That was a family movie and it didn't feel dumb.
1: Uh no, I haven't. But I I mean yeah, okay. It's but it's, it's anything cheesy. Pixar. Yeah, it's cheesy and it's dumb and I'm not saying that like it's not I just think that like maybe sometimes I as an adult need to chill and being like this thing is not specifically geared towards me and that makes it bad but like it was a little over the top for sure but I I mean
0: like like I said I'm usually on board with these opening montages I think they can be pretty cool sometimes I just thought this uh, this one missed the mark especially if it's like uh, like you'd think they'd have more money to put into this um, than they usually do considering it it was sponsored content the entire point was that it was an ad and it just felt very cheap
1: yeah well I couldn't understand what the velociraptors were were they robotic or were they like costumes or like what were those things that were running around on the course yeah
0: I'm pretty sure that was a person
1: okay because it looks like a cross between it looked like either like a really great mascot costume or like a really crappy robot
0: (sighs) uh i'm gonna go with the costume yeah
1: okay well yeah i i felt like um i should have at least been learning something about dinosaurs and i didn't learn anything
0: well of course not you, you learned that uh, you should go see the movie where you do, still don't learn anything
1: yeah i'm not gonna see that movie i've never seen any of the jurassic park movies it's not my thing
0: i am going to see that movie despite not having seen the new jurassic park movies because i have movie pass now and i go see everything.
1: You go see everything
0: well, everything moderately worth seeing.
1: are you seeing oceans today?
0: uh not not. I was going to see a drift today, um but I was too tired, and I decided not to.
1: You should see oceans oceans eight yeah
0: which is, is the only one that lovingly, exists to me lovingly re- referring to it as oceans. Well,
1: I've never seen any of the other ones and never will probably. So this is the only <laughs> so, like, one that exists to me. There
0: are so many movies where that can work, where you just refer <laughs> to it as the first uh, word of the name, but like oceans <laughs> is w- one of the very few that you absolutely cannot because there's like an oceans, f- like there's f- like four of them and yes. they're just numbers after oceans.
1: But this is the only one that matters.
0: Uh, but still, but how am I supposed to know which one you're referring because to? Because none of
1: the other ones are coming out in theaters this week. That would be a weird thing for me to ask you. Are you going to see Ocean's 11 in theaters this week? No, of course you're not. Why would <laughs> well,
0: that? Well, be- sure, but still, it's not a good habit to start referring to something as the first word when there's just a number after for all the other ones.
1: If people don't understand that the one with Rihanna in it is obviously the one that I'm talking about, then that person doesn't know me at all.
0: Well, I didn't even know Rihanna was in it.
1: Well, what do you know?
0: I know she was in Valyrian.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: It was a underrated movie.
1: Yeah, because Rihanna is the greatest actress of her generation.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, I I thought about seeing. It. I have uh, I've not seen. Um, it it doesn't have a rating yet, so I'm gonna the the reviews have been mixed. So yeah, but I'm, you should see her regardless well no like i said said
1: you're gonna see the new jurassic movie
0: moderately worth seeing
1: this is moderately worth seeing because everybody's gonna be talking about it because there's eight iconic women in it
0: i just don't care unless it's good
1: don't you love helena bottom carter she's in it
0: i mean she's pretty good
1: yeah he I'm, I'm an, an I'm an
0: Anne Hathaway fan. Like uh I just I don't I don't really go to movies depending on the the actors that are in them.
1: But like depending on like the cultural conversation around it, like everybody's gonna be talking about this movie.
0: Mm, everybody? Yeah. I feel like I feel mm-hmm. like not the not the people that I talk to.
1: Rude. I'm a I person mean, you talk to.
0: You're one of the people I talk to, but are you gonna go see it?
1: Yes, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Oh.
0: Well, you don't usually see movies. I'm not, you're not usually the person I talk to about new movies.
1: Yeah, that's how you know that it's a movie that's starting a conversation. If I am going to drive myself to see it because my local theater is not playing it. So I'm driving my body to a movie theater to see it because I'm a responsible patron of mindy kaling
0: i i didn't even know that rihanna was in this movie you think that i'm uh privy to the cultural conversations that happen around whatever kinds of movies
1: yeah i am and i'm trying to cancel out all of the jurassic park sponsorship for the episode by making this an oceans eight sponsored (laughs) podcast
0: look if it's good i'll go see it um So uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are here at the uh, L.A. qualifiers and uh, they're going to be checking in with us all night long, Lita.
1: Thank God. My two favorite actors are here. Yeah. I isn't.
0: Isn't that wonderful that they're going to be hanging out all night long and and checking in and everything?
1: How much do you want to bet that all of the stuff that they did was filmed in like five minutes? That's
0: that's what I've written in every single (laughs) portion where they where they come up.
1: Yeah, I think I've only ever seen Bryce Dallas Howard in The Help. Is she in other things that I would have seen?
0: Jurassic World.
1: Okay. well, we obviously know that I have not seen that.
0: Um, I'm sure she. Now nah, well, that you've seen, see that's this is what I mean. You you only see movies with uh,
1: Rihanna that and are
0: that have numbers after them. <laughs> oh, she was in Black Mirror. That's where I know her from the most.
1: Oh, who wasn't? <laughs> it's like the Lots new of people. It's like the Law and Order of our generation. It's like every single actor has been in that. Um,
0: she was in uh, something called The Hug.
1: Oh, the. Prequel to The Help.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like and she was like, in Spider Man.
1: Oh, which one?
0: Oh, in the Twilight Saga.
1: <gasps> Who was she in Twilight? I
0: don't know the uh, Victoria.
1: Oh, she totally was. Oh, wow, look at that. She's such a method actress, I can't even identify her in (sighs) in her roles. She just really loses herself in the character. They're also like, we've got an 18-foot warped wall and a 30-foot T-Rex. Like, what's that got to do with the course? I know.
0: My immediate thought was like, oh, there should be a T-Rex obstacle. Why isn't there a T-Rex obstacle?
1: Yeah, there's not even anything like the Ninjago role, which was like a sponsored obstacle. All of these are just the normal obstacles, but the... Everything else is Jurassic World themed. They could have turned the
0: doorknob drop into the T-Rex scale drop.
1: I think that we could do better if we spent more time on that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I came up with it in about five seconds, but I feel like that's still a better obstacle than the doorknob drop in terms of theme.
1: Yeah. Or they could have just like painted those um, like the spheres that they have to cross on the on the agility obstacle. They could have just painted them to look like dinosaur eggs or something. Right,
0: that's kind of what I meant.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Uh well talking about this course, uh we have some new obstacles here, but as always we start with the floating steps, um followed by uh, a new obstacle called the jumper cables, uh where you are going to grab onto two handles that I guess resemble jumper cables.
1: Yeah. Not
0: really, but they kind of do. Maybe a little bit. Uh, and then you are going to swing down from them and uh, leap off of them and uh, try to grab this big, uh, like, punching bag looking thing. Yeah, that,
1: that part had nothing to do with jumper cables. Yeah.
0: Uh, maybe if that looked like a, a car, or the hood of a car. Yeah. Um, but no, just a. Uh, just a rolling log slash punk punching bag looking thing. Uh, and then you swing on that and you dismount. Um, then we go into the spinning bridge, which is a, a series of five or six spinning balls that you have to run across. Um, and then you go into the sky hooks, which is uh, where you grab onto a ring and you have to leap from one hook to another hook and then transfer and then leap and then transfer and then leap uh, three jumps in total. And then we go to the doorknob drop, which was a uh, a difficult obstacle for a lot of these athletes. Um, it's a new one. It's two series of uh, sort of boom, boomerang shaped um, uh, panels where there's a bunch of doorknobs and some of them turn and some of them don't. And you have to traverse your way across. Um, and these boomerangs are, uh, you know, um, shaped so that they bend up and so when you go to the top then you reach the very last doorknob it's gonna tilt over and it's gonna fall and you have to brace yourself and then you have to transfer across to the other side and do it again before you dismount and then of course you get to the well the two now two warped walls uh one is the regular 14 and a half foot wall and the other is the new mega wall 18 feet tall and uh if you get up that warped wall or that mega wall then you get ten thousand dollars
1: Yeah, there should have at least been like one of those velociraptors at the top of the wall or something to give them a hug. Something.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, I think they needed a hug when they got up there. Um,
1: (laughs) That would have been funny because they have such little arms.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) let's get started with these athletes. First up, we had Janique Lovett, uh, who was first. And I was like, oh, man, she's first. Uh oh.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, be good. but there was also like so many stars and so many montages this episode that I felt like, I mean, yeah, I guess they want to like normally they would want to save Janique till later if she like finished or something. But like, I felt like this wasn't a super red flag because they have people like Natalie and like Flip and all these people that they're going to want to put later.
0: Yeah, well, but I, I mean, like I didn't. I'd pay attention to who was going to be coming up and I didn't mm-hmm. like it. This definitely became a trend. But when I started watching the episode, I was like, whoa, whoa, Janika's this is this is gonna go terribly wrong. Um, and uh, doesn't doesn't go terribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, Akbar calls her son uh, jumping junior.
1: Yeah, he looks like he's gonna hurt himself.
0: Yeah, well he's not flipping anymore. I feel no, like he's maybe just he already of did hurt himself. He's
1: yeah. like falling over. It's,
0: it's, 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 like like uh he used to be a fish in the water and now he's a fish out of the water like uh something something's gone wrong
1: yeah sad yeah. <laughs>
0: So uh, she makes it all the way to the uh, the sky hooks, where she starts to jump from the third sky hook uh, uh, or the third you know jump on the sky hooks, and she gets the hook caught. And we're gonna see that happen a lot, where the ring gets caught on the hook, and um, she has to go again. I guess maybe that hook was just steeper than the other ones for whatever reason, or you're just
1: more tired. I guess
0: so, but it, you'd think that, you know, that it would have happened on any of the other ones at least once if it was just from tiring out um, because, you know, maybe people were tired going into the obstacle, but uh, it only happened on that third one. So it leads me to believe that maybe it was a little bit steeper than the other ones, but who knows? Um but she uh, she does manage to uh, to get through it. it. We didn't see a lot of people fail by getting the the, the ring uh, caught on the hook. Um, just a lot of people like initially failing and then eventually getting over. But that probably does sap your strength for this difficult doorknob drop.
1: Yes. Also, you totally glossed over that she won an award from the state of California for being a ninja <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: well, I don't understand. what was the, What is the award?
1: Her package was just like, I went to the California State Capitol and they gave me a thing. Well,
0: there <laughs> you go. I mean, some people, they just get awards.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird because in any other state, I would be like, OK, but like if the state of California is going to give an award to any person who's remotely famous, that's not a good state to do that. There's a lot of famous people in California.
0: It's true. It's It's like 90 percent of them.
1: of people in California are famous or 90% of famous people are in California.
0: The second one.
1: Okay. (laughs) So I was going to say, I don't think that's true. The first one
0: uh well she does get to the doorknob drop and she unfortunately is not able to reach the final doorknob on that first panel and once she finally does she ends up going down with the panel as it drops and uh i i I wrote down this is probably one of the best first runs we've ever seen on the show
1: yeah especially because we're gonna see so many people go out in like almost the same spot Mm -hmm. like it's not like this is just to show us like, oh, like the doorknob, this is your first look at the doorknob drop and then other people, the next few people are going to pass it. Like, almost everyone, like, not almost everyone, but a ton of people including like some of the absolute stars go out right at the end of the doorknob drop
0: yes and she doesn't qualify in the top 30 but uh the cutoff for qualifying in the top 30 was reaching the doorknob drop and uh, you don't yes you don't usually see that um and of course she does end up qualifying um just uh through the uh, the, uh, as a woman um
1: (laughs) (laughs) she she qualifies not as an athlete but as a woman
0: (laughs) you are definitely A woman.
1: Uh, (laughs) Congratulations. You qualify as a woman.
0: (laughs) Uh, Then we got a montage starting with Dennis Ruelas, uh, an actor who waited three weeks in the walk online and had a dramatic exit on the very first obstacle.
1: But at least he got to act. He pretended that there was a dinosaur behind him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was basically now he can put in his acting credits. uh, I was on Jurassic World.
1: Yeah. He can say that he was in the movie Jurassic World legally. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's why you waited three weeks. He uh, <laughs> clearly wasn't for the obstacles. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> next up was Sarah Mudalal. Mood, uh, Moodal- Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Sarah, uh, who was a bookkeeper who got booted by the jumper cables and then Austin Seibert, Siebert, uh, a student who was the youngest competitor and he made it to the doorknob drop before running out of gas.
1: More 19 year olds.
0: Yes. Uh, next up was Ruben Arellana, uh, 24 year old real estate agent who grew up in Calexico
1: yeah, it's California and it's Mexico. Calexico.
0: It seems like it's more one than the other, though.
1: It, because it's in California. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not an equal. It's not equally California and Mexico. It's certainly in California, but on the Mexican border.
0: Maybe if it was California Co., that would make a little more sense.
1: Yeah, I, that just sounds like the California company.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> That's what <laughs> happens when you're actually in California.
1: Yeah, Colexico is a good name, though. It kind of sounds uh, like an antidepressant. It does. It yeah, sounds like Lexapro. I guess is what I'm thinking of.
0: If you're having any side effects on Clexico. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Do some obstacles and hang out with your grandma.
0: Yeah, uh, he talks about his bond with his grandma. Uh, he sounded very sad when he said it. I was like afraid that they were going to talk about how yeah. she like recently passed, but then she was there, and I was like, oh, that's that's good.
1: Yeah, and his grandma calls him goat, but, like, in in the sense of the word of, like, the animal, but then Matt Nockbar like, and it also means the greatest of all time. And I'm like, I really don't think his abuela knows that. Yeah, Uh,
0: I also don't get why being a goat would be a good thing.
1: Because he's, like, jumps around and is all energetic and climbs things. But
0: surely there are other animals that more closely resemble those characteristics than a goat.
1: Goats are great. What is this prejudice? I'm
0: just saying like monkeys are also things that have a lot of energy and jump around and climb things and those are sort of more readily uh, comparable.
1: No, I think that I would rather be compared to a goat. They're so cute. Have you ever met one?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen goats, yes. They've
1: got these like demon square eye, like square pupils yeah. that make them look like Satan um, uh-huh. and I admire that.
0: congratulations well (laughs) from now on I will I will call you a goat or the goat no no just uh you're you're a goat Uh, there you go that's
1: a different connotation if like you're talking about if you're like a survivor fan obviously but well no no
0: no just you are the animal you are an animal You you are you are a goat animal
1: I think it's sweet, and uh, I don't think that he's uh, the greatest of all time, but I think that he has proven himself worthy of that nickname.
0: By doing goat-like things?
1: Yeah, and he's, like, good at this. I don't know. Whatever, he does fine. Uh, Well, Matt is very
0: concerned about uh, Ruben because he is way too high on the rope.
1: Yeah. Matt really... uh, Sometimes does, does not call his shot on these things. Yeah. He just likes to amp up the drama.
0: Well, it's, it's, he likes to heighten the drama.
1: Is that different from amping it up?
0: Because he's way too high. Oh,
1: my God. All right.
0: <laughs> Akbar says, that's a big move. I see you because Akbar has been watching Survivor recently.
1: Oh, right. Because we're in the big moves era of American Ninja right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Andy sees him.
1: Yeah. Andy season. Um, Ruben was a high school cheerleader, so I support him.
0: That was the other reason that I liked him. Uh, That was uh, uh, he made a big movie. He barely held on uh, on the sky hooks. And uh, he makes it also to the doorknobs here. Um, And he loses his grip at the top of that first doorknob drop. This is this is the point in the episode where I was like, okay, so this is kind of like. Uh, an easier course up until the doorknob drop. Like um, a lot of people made it to the doorknob drop. It seemed like not too many of the obstacles prior to that one uh, had a lot of difficulty for these uh, athletes.
1: Yeah. And I was also feeling like, okay, we're going to see a ton of people go out on the doorknob drop because it's weird for the first two full runs we see for them to go out at the same point. Normally mm-hmm. we don't see that.
0: Exactly. Uh, so next up was Thomas Coffrin, who is a 30 year old firefighter and uh, so brave. He saved his parents house during a fire.
1: Yeah. OK. I didn't understand this story at all. Me neither. <laughs> so he's like I. he's like out there by himself during these California blazes and he's like at his parents house and he's like, It was just me and I ran out of water in my hose. So I only had water bottles and a thing of orange juice. And then it just does not explain how he actually put the fire out. And then it was just like the next morning and it was like, OK, my parents' house is fine. Everything else burned down. I wanted to know
0: why he was by himself and not with the other firefighters fighting the fires. Uh, I wanted to know uh, how he saved the house. And I wanted to know, like, just in general, like, I don't understand this entire story. Like, wh- like, wh- like, why was he like th- So he was like, OK, there's a massive fire, like wreaking havoc all across the Places and his, like, was he like, okay, my first reaction is I need to go save my parents? House? Like, I, I don't, yeah. was, did he happen to be there? I'm just, I'm very confused. I
1: bet he was by himself because he probably was like, my first priority needs to be that I need to go save my parents' house. So he probably went there.
0: I, I mean, I guess, but I, I just like, where were the other firefighters?
1: Probably fighting other fires. Okay. I don't okay. understand the orange juice and water bottles part. A lot of this doesn't add up to me. I'm sure that he is a hero. I just didn't understand it. I also well, also he
0: f- he like filmed himself doing it.
1: Yeah, he was like taking selfies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He kind of looks like Tom Brady. So maybe I just have like an instinctually negative reaction to his face. Uh,
0: well, he really likes hats. I wrote that down
1: does he i didn't notice that
0: he had this like very large beanie on his head for the entire package and then uh when we cut back to him on the course he literally like i don't know where he pulled this from but he just pulled a hat out of nowhere and put it on backwards
1: wow well i'm also a big fan of hats so i support that um but yeah a lot of this was just more confusing than anything. I also wondered, um, if like, so you know how like when you watch most reality shows, like um, Big Brother or, like, uh, The Bachelor or whatever, and you're like, okay, some of these people are just here to get Instagram followers or, like, start their modeling career. I have never thought that about an American Ninja Warrior contestant until this guy took his shirt off right at the beginning of the course. I was like, he is so fine and he has, like, the firefighter thing. I wonder if this guy is, like, trying to launch his modeling career.
0: <laughs> it's it's weird that you say that. I didn't have the exact same <laughs> thought, but I, I did have the a very similar thought of, like, okay, so this guy just, like... He he probably released some kind of viral video of him saving his parents house. And now he's like capitalizing on it by going on American War. Like I had the <laughs> same random thought. Uh, it's not, I don't know. Maybe it's something about this guy.
1: Yeah. It's something about him and just like taking your shirt off right at the beginning of the course, like after the first obstacle or whatever to like, make sure it's a whole production. I was yeah. not complaining. Listen, I have no <laughs> issues with, uh, mr thomas coffren i don't want him to get the wrong impression
0: (laughs) well uh he gets all the way through the course that last hook does trip him up uh but he gets through uh manages to go all the way through the doorknob and uh, and and so the third full run that we've seen is somebody completing the course we usually don't see that until like halfway through the episode
1: yeah that's because everybody either fails with the doorknobs or finishes (laughs)
0: exactly (laughs) Um, so there you go Uh, although he did do this thing uh, he celebrated before he hit the buzzer which you can celebrate after you hit the I don't understand
1: well it doesn't matter I mean you're going to qualify or your time doesn't matter no it doesn't matter but at the same time
0: just like you calling it oceans it's just bad practice Uh, like someday it will matter and you're going to accidentally celebrate before the button and you're you're really going to be beaten on yourself
1: Okay, uh, when we eventually see someone run out of time in Vegas because they celebrate before the buzzer, I will agree with this. Other than, until then, I we have seen matter. we
0: have seen people who celebrate on the course uh, and then end up like uh, you know they were short just a couple of seconds.
1: Okay, I don't. I believe you. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of a time that that's happened, but uh well, it, it look it happens it happens okay i'll take your um, word just, for just, it
0: like i mean like it, 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 it struck me because he he like he turned around he celebrated then he hit the buzzer and then he started celebrating some more and I was like, why didn't you just hit the buzzer and then celebrate yeah you weren't even be-
1: done celebrating if you were exactly. gonna continue yeah all right <laughs>
0: Um, so then we get another montage starting with yeah. Bijan, a fellow Ninja Warrior podcaster from the Armchair Ninja podcast, which got a little, uh, they put their logo up and uh, got a plug.
1: I know. Now you have to go on so that we can get our logo on the <laughs> TV show.
0: I You know, someday.
1: <laughs> okay. When, when, are gonna, when are we going to, when are we going to see your audition tape?
0: well i need to actually uh, <laughs> be, be good enough <laughs> first which uh look it's gonna take a little while
1: well you can you apparently no no tino shade at Bijan. that was rude but you don't have to do that well to get our uh to get our logo up there
0: I Well, sure, but I, I would like to do well, um, but uh, very happy for Bijan. Uh, yes. Very glad that he got a, a shot at the course. He looked very happy to be there. Uh, called a ninja super fan by uh, by Matt.
1: Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Also, Bijan is the real deal because I have seen his Instagrams and he does all kinds of cool obstacle stuff.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, then we saw Nicole Hatcher, who is a high school math teacher who couldn't stick the landing on the second obstacle. And then Derek Miyamoto, who is a stay at home dad whose night came to an end at the final doorknob. Uh, but he is going to qualify.
1: Congrats, Derek.
0: Yes. Uh, then we go to Kevin Bull. 33 years old. No package. No package for Kevin, which again, I was like this it does kind of seem like they're speeding things up, but I'm also just a little bit worried about Kevin here because they're not giving him package. They're showing the caps kids, um, but they're not doing the usual. I mean, maybe it's just because it is the same package over and over. Maybe because we're going to see him a lot and so they need to save the package, but for whatever reason, no package for Kevin. He flies through the course. well, uh, what they do mention is that he's never failed to finish a qualifying course, at which point I was like, oh, he's failing this qualifying course. Yeah, the curse
1: of the Matt stat.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matt says, uh, this bull is flying! This bull has wings!
1: Yeah, oh, like Red Bull. Yeah. Okay, got it.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) He uh, he just couldn't make it up to that final doorknob on the second panel. He says the drop from the first panel sapped his energy more than he expected. And uh, and there you go. Uh, but he was the fastest and will remain to be the fastest uh, person to the doorknobs, um, which manages to get him a qualifying spot for the city finals in 11th place.
1: Yeah, this is the first time that uh, Matt or Akbar, whoever says it, is going to do the knock knock. He's going to answer that door on the doorknob thing. And then they do it several more times for a thing that like wasn't even really a joke to begin with. Mm. doesn't really make sense. It's just because they are doorknobs.
0: Yeah, look, you got to make as many doorknob <laughs> jokes as you can.
1: I guess so. As many of the same one. Yeah. Um, next up
0: was another montage uh, I think I, I missed some people uh, because it went very fast but uh, I caught Gabe Hurtado and Anthony Trucks
1: the former um, Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Yes, uh, who both go out on the doorknob drop. The other two uh,
1: people were named Jake Dyke and Christine On, but we don't know anything about them.
0: Yeah, and, and there wasn't even like a thing, like a pun or anything. They both qualify, Gabe Hurtado and Anthony Trucks, for the city finals. Then we have another montage starting with Eric Small, who is uh, Mr. Core, celebrity trainer, Instagram person, trained Jordan Sparks, who is from American Idol, and uh, couldn't make it past the first obstacle. Akbar says, that's not going on Instagram.
1: Uh, I have met Jordan Sparks. Fun fact.
0: Did, did you guys talk about Eric Small?
1: Um, yeah, I believe this was in 2006. So, uh, She was barely famous at that. She had just won American Idol and I met her. Oh, she
0: just won American Idol. Barely famous then. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, she had, she had been, she was the most famous, I'm sure, that she has ever been at the point of her life, but she was, she had just barely become famous. So I don't think she had a celebrity trainer yet. Okay. She was also 16 at the time when she won American Idol. I was 11.
0: Get on that. Okay. You're, Get your celebrity trainer already you need to be prepared for the famousness
1: yeah she was extremely delightful and also i was very happy when she won american idol because she really deserved it and that is also the best season of american idol. it's my favorite season
0: there you go fun fact next up was ryan arroyo who goes out on the sky hooks and then wesley Silvestri, who took on the dinosaur <laughs> That's <his>
1: name. <laughs> yeah wesley Silvestri. <laughs>
0: Pretty sure. Pretty sure. It, my, I might have just written it down that <laughs> no, way. He I was also wrote nice, that down, but
1: like, wasn't thinking about it until you said it. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought about it. <laughs> Wesley Silvestri. Uh, he, uh, he took on the dinosaur at the start of the course and ends up going out on the doorknob drop. And he does make it there just barely in time, qualifying 29th place. So we will be seeing Wesley Silvestri.
1: How did they pick the which people have to fight the dinosaur?
0: I'd, I think it was just a matter of like, who does the the, the person in the suit play with and who responds?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Just it, like a real mascot.
1: Just like a real mascot. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. But not just like a real or just like a real dinosaur. I don't know. I've never met one.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Do any colleges or sports teams Oh, the Toronto Raptors. I wonder if they have uh, one of these things as their mascot. Probably. Yeah, Probably.
0: Next up was uh, Sean Bryan, who we join mid run, which was uh, very strange, considering he was one of three uh, of the final people yeah. left last season. <laughs> Poor Sean um, Bryan. Not only no package, but we don't even <laughs> see the beginning of his run. Um, but, you know, may, this may have been the sort of thing where, again, maybe we're going to be seeing a lot of Sean, Sean Bryan uh, as we move forward. So they're saving him for later. Uh, but we join him on the sky hooks uh, and then he goes on to the doorknob dropper. Which he, of course, uh, dominates, and Akbar says he's got to say hallelujah.
1: Yeah, because he's religious. Yeah, I noticed um, he was crossing himself quite a bit on the course. I really feel like Sean Bryan gets more religious every time we see her. Him.
0: <laughs> well, I, he keeps doing better and better. Is just, you know, keep guess. doing the thing that works for you.
1: I feel like when he started out, he was just like, "I'm just the IT guy at uh Catholic." Place, yeah, at uh, a house of Catholicism. Um, but now he's like all
0: all about it. Well, I feel like like once you get some success and and you're known for a thing, and then the, those people that like the thing that you're known for start supporting you, and they like you for that thing, then you're going to lean into it more.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> at least so. that's
0: one explanation. Or he could just be like a good religious person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's also a possibility.
1: Or the more success he finds, the more he believes in Jesus for exactly, providing him what his what strength. I, yeah. yeah.
0: that's what I say on the first time do do what works for you (laughs) okay um
1: he also asked matt knockbar to pray for him before he does the uh the big warped wall but then he fails so now i feel like matt knockbar didn't pray hard enough
0: no they didn't uh but he he was he's, he's going through the warped wall other than the mega wall i should say um and uh and i wrote right here and i made sure to write this before he did it no way he makes it since we joined him late and he had no package
1: oh right true he yeah. would have they would have totally had the thing of like mega wall. You're going down like I'm coming for that ten thousand dollars.
0: And honestly, I I would have thought that he would have made it up the warp wall uh, or the mega wall, given uh, his uh, legendary stage three status. But uh, he was not close.
1: Yeah, not even close.
0: Next up was tiana weberly twenty six year old waitress they call her sweet tea and uh, they really like to talk about how she 's a waitress um, but uh, they did sort of it almost even felt reluctantly uh, like admits like oh and she also does some like stunt work know uh, <laughs> like uh, why are you calling her a waitress i don't understand it's her job, but she also does stunt work i feel i mean unless she like was like no, I want to be known as a waitress but i'm sure she's like I'm sure she would prefer to be known as a stunt person if she's trying to break in.
1: Um, waitressing is a very proud profession.
0: I do, no, look, if she's trying to break into waitressing, then I'm sure that was, she probably did make that decision. But uh, <laughs> I'm assuming, especially if it is like she's doing some stunt work, she'd probably like to be doing more stunt work. So uh, why isn't she known as a stunt person? Probably because there's too many stunt yeah, people.
1: The flip is also here and yeah. probably other people. There aren't other waitresses.
0: Uh, Well, uh, she's a former pole vaulter. Um, Her diabetic mom is her new training partner because she's been having health issues. She's never really taken care of herself. Uh, So Tiana has been inspiring her and she's been inspiring Tiana all at the same time.
1: Yeah, I don't like how they're like she comes from a pole vaulting background like Jesse Graff and Megan Martin. (laughs) Matt.
0: But see, like she's a pole vaulter, a stunt person, like uh, they're all too similar, I guess.
1: Like other people already kind of have that identity lockdown, yeah, like
0: all like most of the like uh major female athletes were like track stars who uh you know now are doing stunt work, <laughs> like
1: yeah, well, we've had like seven hundred concrete workers, those people still say that that's their job.
0: It's true. Uh, she has a really great technique on the doorknobs. She makes it all the way there, uh, especially the first panel. Uh, better than anyone I had seen up until this point where she's really taking them on aggressively, going hand over hand, skipping a bunch of doorknobs. A lot of people had been going one by one, um, which I just felt like was a very inefficient use of their uh, their strength. Um, but she takes it on very well. She manages to get to the second panel and starts to, to run out of strength, starts to have some trouble. She's basically doing just like pull up after pull up like like with one arm as she gets up to the top and she's almost there so close but unfortunately at the very very end at the very top of the second panel she runs out of strength and goes down.
1: Yeah, that's like her whole thing. She always goes out right at the end of the fifth obstacle.
0: Yes. Uh well, she's she's continued the legend.
1: The legend of the end of the fifth obstacle.
0: Of I cannot make it to that warp wall. <laughs> yeah. It's... I can see it, but I can't make it there.
1: Yeah, but you know what? She still did better than like Kevin Bull. That's pretty impressive. She got like one doorknob further than him because he didn't even fall in the drop. He fell reaching for the last doorknob before it dropped. So that's something to hang your hat on, Tiana. Uh, so next up was
0: Grant McCartney, uh, and we got a package about his brother and their brotherly love.
1: Yeah, I guess they're half brothers and he's saying like they lost their mom and their grandma and then his half brother lost his dad this year. So not, not the dad that we love that talks about how everybody's starving, but Grant is eating. Yes. Don't worry. He is fine. He's alive and well. Mm Um, Yeah. And we we get like the the Grant is crying thing going on. New side of Grant for us. It's sweet.
0: Yes. um, And uh, he just wants to look out for his little brother.
1: Yeah, that's nice. But his little brother also has a southern accent. I'm confused about when they moved to Hawaii.
0: Um, I mean, maybe just Grant moved to Hawaii.
1: Oh, was the package not them in Hawaii? I guess I don't know what Hawaii looks like. (laughs)
0: well they talked about like oh like you you can't always be here he's got so many things going on he's in Hawaii like uh, we FaceTime like uh, I figured maybe he didn't live in Hawaii
1: oh I assume that that was because of like ninja stuff like he was gone a lot but you're probably right now that I'm thinking about them like dirt biking and wherever they were
0: yeah they were in like a barn
1: (laughs) yeah I don't know what Hawaii is like I've never (laughs) been there
0: I don't really picture barns in Hawaii I'm sure they exist but yeah it's it's no uh, craters and skateboarding and surfing
1: right skateboarding that uniquely hawaiian pastime according to grant
0: yeah uh so uh grant takes on this course uh he gets all the way to the doorknob draw which again many many of the athletes did um akbar uh i mean i think akbar loves the eating line just as much as we do because (laughs) he's like come on get that bread get that bread dog go get that bread get that hawaiian bread go get it
1: what's hawaiian bread
0: I don't know. And I don't know why uh, he's speaking to Grant like he is a dog. I, I don't... I he don't kind of understand. has the
1: personality of a dog in a good way. I guess so. <laughs> um, I just don't understand what Hawaiian bread would be.
0: Bread made in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't. I feel like that they don't have... Pineapple that. bread. Uh, Yeah, that sounds... I was going to say that sounds good, but it also kind of sounds like fruitcake, which is not good.
0: Well, it's not fruitcake because it's not cake. It's bread.
1: And it's pineapple. And it's not like pineapple upside down cake. It's pineapple right side up bread. No relation to cake. Okay, well, I'm just trying to think of breads that have pineapple in them, and the only thing I can come up with is cake.
0: Cake and bread are are two very different things.
1: No, I am aware of that. I I know I'm just trying to. <laughs> I make mean some I'm just like here. I don't know
0: if you've eaten cake or bread, so I just need to make it clear to you. That okay,
1: fine. I'm lying. I've never had either, and I don't know yeah, what they are. I figured. I, yeah. I, I
0: I I mean I don't want to like uh, be arrogant about it, but I could tell. Like I I could tell that you're pretending. <laughs>
1: that I that I have no idea what either. Yeah, I'm or really bread good
0: are. at reading people. So.
1: Can't believe you just put me on blast for <laughs> lying on the podcast.
0: Look, we got to keep it real here on the no. American Ninja Warrior. Podcast.
1: I know. I'm sorry, everyone. Please let me know what cake and bread are on Twitter. I don't understand. I've never seen either of them.
0: Good. All right. I'm glad we got through this. Uh, so Grant, um, uh, he's having trouble with the dismount on the doorknob drop. Uh, he has to re-sort of center himself because his momentum is going too much side to side, uh, and he ends up uh, making kind of an awkward dismount. His foot ends up hitting the water, and uh, he's disqualified. He's out.
1: He's just too too used to Ninja versus Ninja,
0: and so was I because I was like, <laughs> "Oh, he made it!" Yeah, <laughs> and then there was red lights, and I was like, "What? Oh, right, you're not allowed to." Do that on the on the this one. Right. Okay. Unlike
1: Ninja versus Ninja, we're allowed to fully just be submerged in water, but then still grab the cargo net. It's like, oh, it didn't fall.
0: Yeah. Uh, Grant was very annoyed about this, um, I think because he wanted ten thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, probably. Then he could see his brother more. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: then we get another montage starting with Jesus Pachico, uh, who is just like Bruce Lee, And he was a FedEx driver who couldn't deliver at the jumper cables.
1: Yeah, and he fell onto the sidewalk. Like, not even, he didn't even fall onto like the padding. He like fell off of the course. That looked so painful.
0: Well, (laughs) that's what happens when you're dressed like Bruce Lee, I guess. You
1: fall onto pavement?
0: Well, I, I'm just, um, what was, uh, what's the guy's name, um, who has a ninja gym and on his first one, he like injured his ankle and he also kind of dressed like Bruce Lee a little bit.
1: I, <laughs> I don't know. People who own a ninja gym, Sam, he, San? Sam, Sam, oh. that's it.
0: <laughs> I yep. don't remember him dressing like Bruce Lee. He just kind of had the, the, that kind of, um, uh, like a track suit kind of.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. With the
0: stripes. Um. So, uh, yeah, you're just going to be you, you just, if you're, you know, dressing like Bruce Lee, you got to watch out for injuries.
1: Yeah, apparently. Whatever. I liked his outfit. I like that they didn't say that it was uh, like an Uma Thurman outfit, because I feel like people now get mixed up since that movie. Really? Yeah. I feel like young people who have never seen actual Bruce Lee movies, like, don't know that that outfit, which like she wears in that movie that I hate. Yeah. Kill Bill. Um, People think that it's from that. Weird. I don't know. That's, like, very anecdotal that, like, one person, one time pop like, up <laughs> in my
0: experience. This is, like, this must be what it's like to feel old.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But it's not like even Bruce Lee movies were, like, of our time.
0: Well yeah, but like uh to, to call it an Umer Thurman like uh like uh kill Bill outfit, like uh it's just it's weird. Yeah, um, I mean they are
1: wrong and they should feel bad. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Like that's I'm glad that uh American Ninja Warrior made it clear that that's what it was.
0: Yes. Well, next up was Nicolette Wright, who stumbled on the spinning bridge, and then Nicholas Coolridge, who was not close on the mega wall but did complete The course,
1: (laughs) the grand tradition of Nicholas Coolridge not getting any airtime.
0: Yes. (laughs) At least he was in the montage. Yeah. Uh, Next up was Cody Johnson, a Johnston, a 42 year old anesthesiologist who uh, said that within within a matter of months, cigarettes took both his mom and grandmother over the last year. Uh, And he is hoping to spread the word and get the message out. Don't smoke cigarettes.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be doing commercials for the truth campaign soon. that will see a Nickelodeon.
0: And um, it, I look, I I this that's a that's a perfectly fine message to spread. I don't smoke cigarettes myself. They are very unhealthy. Um, but I did find it very humorous when Akbar said every obstacle he completes brings more attention to his anti smoking message.
1: Yeah, he's definitely the first person to ever bring that to anyone's attention that cigarettes are bad for you. And with every
0: obstacle, he's uh, he's bringing more. It's like uh, every time he completes an obstacle, it's like, oh, more billboards are going to go up. Like more people are going to sign up the, for the petition. Like, uh, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah. And it's so weird because like awareness is not the problem with right. cigarettes. Like, no smoker is like oh my God, wait, these are bad for me? Like, that's, everybody knows. Smokers who are trying to quit, like, they already know. Smokers who aren't trying to quit already know and just, like, don't care. Like, no one thinks that they're not bad for you. That's not the problem. The problem is the actual process of quitting.
0: Right. It's, <laughs> like, like raising awareness for for smoking, like, I, I mean, it, I think, certainly was uh, something that needed to be done at some point but i feel like we we got got the message right Um, like
1: but did you know that according to the truth campaign we're going to be the generation that ends smoking cigarettes that's pretty cool yeah it's definitely not true um despite it being called the truth campaign but that's what they're always saying
0: i would love for our generation to be doing something
1: well we're definitely smoking less i think right
0: (laughs) i feel like maybe we've moved to a different (laughs) substance
1: (laughs) Okay, we're not going to have this debate, but that is different and not as bad.
0: Um well, no, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just saying it's not like we're, it's not like cold turkey. I just feel like uh incidentally they've just gone to something better. Um yeah. so uh <laughs> uh he ends up uh he okay, so he does this weird thing on the doorknob drop. Um he's on the first panel and he's trying to reach the uh the the top doorknob which is very difficult to reach it stumps a lot of people um and he uh he's swinging on one hand and he uses the edge of the panel to stabilize himself and then immediately lets go and i was like is that a disqualification? Like, I feel like that's probably a disqualification, right? But then he wasn't disqualified. He ends up failing at that exact spot. And I was yeah. like, maybe if he had continued on, they would have ended up disqualifying him. Uh, because surely, if you were allowed to touch that part, then people would have been doing it. Maybe because it was accidental and he immediately took his hand off, then it's not a disqualification because he wasn't actually using it. I don't know. But uh, I thought it was worth pointing out.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's something where they were like, you're not allowed to touch it with your feet because obviously that. Would make it way easier. And like he touched it with his hand and then was like, wait, am I allowed to do that? And just didn't know. But like, I don't, I feel like it's. I think not... it was just
0: like an instinctual. Right. And then he was like, oh crap, no, don't do right. that. Don't do that.
1: I mean, I feel like it wouldn't be that helpful to be able to. I guess I couldn't tell how wide it was, like if it would be that helpful to be able to grab the bottom with your hand. Cause the doorknob is so far away that I don't know how grabbing the bottom would help you.
0: I mean, I, I think that like you can get a lot more potentially a lot more traction with the edge of it if you're able to like hold on. I mean, you could climb the whole thing just using the edges. Yeah, um, uh, which would definitely be against the rules. Um, so he ends up going down there, as we mentioned at the first half of the doorknob drop. Then we head to a, another montage, starting with uh, a pair of Brandons. Uh, first, Brandon Dodson, who uh, was a football football
1: he was a football um I didn't write anything down is he the guy who had the Jets quarterback cheering him on
0: Jermaine Johnson
1: yes um well Brandon Dodson was a football star at the University of Montana so he wasn't in the NFL
0: Okay, but Tremaine Johnson is in the NFL and he currently
1: he currently plays for the New York Jets.
0: And so basically Brandon was like, hey, Tremaine, uh, I told these guys that I was buddies with you and they said I could do the course if you showed up at the obstacle and they could show you on the screen.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe Brandon Dodson was in the NFL, but that's not what they cite.
0: All right. Well, uh, he got a physics lesson on the spinning bridge
1: because he's like a teacher or something.
0: Well, I'm, maybe, maybe okay. he also went to school. I don't know. Uh,
1: then <laughs> Brandon Dotson, a play-
0: former student. <laughs> he played in a co- at a college. Um, and he got a
1: physics lesson. That's like, oh god! I feel like that would be my reality TV chyron if I ever went. My lower third would be like Lita Brillman, former student. Sure. It's like there's a guy on The Bachelor now whose job is social media participant. Same.
0: There you go. Uh, so then we had Brandon Peeve, who was a 19 year old and he didn't pass the test on the jumper cables.
1: He's probably a current student. That's
0: why. Yeah. Uh, then Samantha Bush, who spun right off the course on the fly hook, the sky hooks. The
1: fly sky hooks.
0: The fly, the fly, the sky fly
1: hooks. Samantha Bush, um, what are the Bush daughters' names? <laughs>
0: I'm assuming not one of the Bush daughters.
1: Oh, Jenna is what I'm thinking of. Jenna Bush. Um, Yeah, I don't know. To me, Samantha and Jenna are similar names. I didn't think she was one of the Bush daughters. I was just wondering if she had the same name. It's Jenna and Barbara Bush.
0: Well, uh, she does manage to qualify uh, as the fifth highest placing woman here. So we will be theoretically seeing Samantha Bush in the city finals. And then we saw Selena Lanielle, the 43 year old firefighter. Uh, and she got a package about her daughters and just immediately this struck her Her older daughter, who I think was only 16 Mm -hmm. looks exactly like her. Yeah. Like exactly. I, I, it's ridiculous. Huh?
1: And then, and then the
0: younger one doesn't, (laughs)
1: i didn't really notice that um but they were cute this was sweet and um i did not know i'm sure they've mentioned this before but i did not know that she's been on this since season four of the show that yeah, is so we, long
0: i i didn't really either which you know was like oh well if they're showing her now and she's been doing it since season four then clearly something good happens
1: right yeah and she's like been on team and ninja versus ninja mm-hmm. in the last couple of years um but it's always so weird when they show the clips from like way back in the day and it's like this wooden course in broad daylight and like we're used to seeing that from like David Campbell and certain people but like I did not know. I wonder if she took time off or something. Um, I
0: don't, uh, they didn't imply that she did but who knows.
1: Made her invisible for years.
0: Yeah. Uh, she, um, she Akbar says she's pumped when she completes the spinning bridge because she she was. she was pumped.
1: Okay, that's good. Yeah,
0: uh, she uh, she just managed. She just barely managed to get past the jumping, the jumper cables. She just gets through the spinning bridge. Uh, then they talk about how she has never gotten past the fourth obstacle. And uh, and at this point, I was like, she's getting past the fourth obstacle.
1: Right. <laughs> because it's, uh, the, it's the reverse Matt stat when it's a woman
0: exactly when it's when it's a woman that's been doing it since season four and now all of a sudden she's being highlighted and she's talking about she's never gotten past this point before uh, it's like okay Yeah, when it's Kevin
1: Bull and he's never failed on a qualifying, you know that he's going to and Mm -hmm. he didn't get a package or anything. But when it's Selena, you know that she's going to.
0: Yes, Uh, she barely manages to get the hook on uh, in or get the uh, the ring onto the final hook on the sky hooks. um, And then unfortunately, cannot get to the top doorknob on the first panel and goes down there. But uh, good run for Selena.
1: Yeah, her best run ever, they say.
0: there you go Uh, then it's time for the movie stars to pretend that they've been in the stands the whole time
1: (laughs) you don't think I think that uh, maybe Chris Pratt is like a huge ninja warrior guy he seems like a large child
0: you know who's a huge ninja warrior
1: guy who who
0: me. Oh. And uh, if I had the choice, I would not be in those stands the whole time. So Chris Pratt definitely was not.
1: Why not? You've done that before.
0: <laughs> it's insanely uncomfortable. If I had a better option, if I was a millionaire, a billionaire, I don't know how rich he is. He's been in like all the most highest grossing movies of all time in the last five years. Uh, then I would definitely not be sitting on bleachers um, watching this. I would be in like some privately made box made for me just that night. And I don't think he even did that
1: you think that they would make you a private box for the American Ninja Warrior viewing
0: if I was Chris Pratt yeah
1: I don't know it's I think it would depend on how much notice you gave them who would you even ask for that
0: Uh, my personal carpenter
1: your personal carpenter when you're a millionaire you envision yourself having a personal carpenter
0: when I'm Chris Pratt rich yeah
1: you want Chris Pratt money specifically
0: (laughs) Like I said, he's been in like all of the top grossing movies. Yeah, I'm
1: googling Chris Pratt net worth. Does the internet still tell you that? Um, Guess how many million dollars? Uh,
0: 600.
1: Oh, no. Okay, well (laughs) now you're going to be really disappointed. (laughs) It's uh, apparently 40. 40 million.
0: I mean, maybe that's not private box worthy, but it's pretty good.
1: Okay, except the photo is of Chris Evans. (laughs) So, <laughs> I don't know Chris Evans that. has
0: not been in as many top-grossing movies.
1: Uh, I mean, he was in Avengers.
0: Yeah, but so was Chris Pratt, and Chris Pratt, in, Chris Pratt was also in the Jurassic in, movies.
1: Chris Pratt was in Infinity War. He wasn't in the first Avengers. Though. Infinity Pratt...
0: War outgrossed uh, the first one. I know, and... but i
1: think Chris Evans was in both. He was in also. He's been in all of the Avengers ones.
0: Well, uh, well sure but uh guardians of the galaxy by itself then avengers then jurassic world which saying, is also a big one i'm not one. saying
1: chris evans is worth more than chris pratt i'm just saying it's not like a laughable comparison also chris evans stayed at jenny slate for a while and uh that is truly worth more than money sure because jenny slate is fantastic there you go but they are now broken up as is uh chris pratt and anna Ferris. yeah Something going I, around with the Chris's lately, although Chris Hemsworth is still married to his non-famous wife. See, I told
0: you he was the best one. Hemsworth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I agreed with you. In fact, I said it first.
0: I know. I think you asked me and then I gave you the answer and then you were like, aha.
1: Oh, you're yeah. right. I completely agree with that. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, so <laughs> they are going to pretend that they've been in the stands here uh, and that they've even been there the whole time. They, I mean, look. It's theoretically possible that they stayed there from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. the next morning. Uh, But it's much more likely that they uh, just filmed this in the first 10 minutes and left.
1: Yeah. I bet Bryce Dallas Howard had somewhere to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they both did.
1: I wonder if she has a husband.
0: (laughs) That will determine whether or not she had anywhere to go.
1: That's Gable. This person doesn't look famous. He was on Fringe. All right. I mean, so he's like technically a celeb, but like he's not. I mean, Fringe is a pretty big
0: sci-fi show. It was on for like five seasons. Yeah.
1: Yeah, But if your main thing is that you're known for Fringe. If you're
0: on a, a a show that was on like the regular, like the big networks for five seasons, I mean, I feel like you, you're there, you're good, you're, you're famous forever.
1: Yeah, but you should have done so. You're not famous forever. That's not true. Um, it's true. No, like that's not true because there are shows like, I don't know, like if you were this, like Topher Grace was like, Not a person for a while. He's back now, but like. But he
0: still was famous when he wasn't back. You would have, you would always know (laughs) Toe for Grace because he was on that 70s show the one time. I
1: guess, but I feel like it doesn't guarantee you famous forever.
0: Well, it's not like you're not like famous, like I think of Topher Grace off the top of my head. But <laughs> if somebody said Topher Grace, I'd be like, oh, the dude from that 70s show. He's, yeah, he's in business. Um, he's business.
1: He's going to win an Oscar this year. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is. Um, he's in two of the movies that were like huge at Sundance. But specifically, um, apparently not that Sundance means anything anymore. But like uh, apparently he was amazing in that movie about uh, the guy who goes undercover with Adam Driver in the uh, Ku Klux Klan. Black Klansman.
0: Oh, I just saw a preview for that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Topher Grace is in it. He's like the. Villain. Oh right. He
0: plays the Ku Klux Klan person.
1: Yep he he plays Jared Ku Klux the. Uh- <laughs>
0: he plays the racist person, is what yeah. I was trying to say.
1: Yeah. Um, and Lady Gaga is going to win an Oscar this year too, so it'll be a great year for like what I was interested in in 2009, which is that 70s show and Lady Gaga.
0: There you go. Uh, so uh, then we get into another montage starting with Brock Taylor uh, who has a a great name Um,
1: his family makes those noisemaker sticks I didn't realize that it was like a company that made those
0: a family company apparently
1: yeah I guess so it seems bad for the environment
0: well uh, why because they're plastic
1: yeah and completely pointless and after you use them once you probably dispose of them
0: Maybe they're made of environmentally safe material.
1: Uh, It just seems like a a waste of plastic. I don't know if we're not allowed to use straws anymore. I feel like we shouldn't be allowed to use these noisemakers.
0: Well, again, what if it's what if it's all green stuff?
1: It just seems unlikely to me.
0: I, I feel like you're prejudging Brock Taylor and his family right now without knowing the full facts.
1: Okay, I'll look into it and issue an apology for the family of these noisemaker sticks to the to the Taylor estate next week, if I'm wrong. But good.
0: I'm glad we got through this. (laughs) I mean,
1: I think balloons are bad for the environment. I don't support balloons. Well, I'm sure there are
0: balloons that are made with environmentally sure safe material. I'm sure
1: there are, but not. There's not. It's as- like you
0: keep grouping these things, and it's. I, it just feels like you're you're being very hasty to to rush to judgment.
1: Decorative slash recreational plastic is stupid, and you shouldn't use it. I mean, I
0: think all of it's stupid, period, because I hate those things in general. And I feel like I can be safely and non-hypocritically consistent about that. Uh, whereas, Whereas if you run into a balloon or a noisemaker that is environmentally safe, then you're kind of at an impasse.
1: I just think that in general, they do more harm than good.
0: Except for the environmentally safe ones.
1: Okay. I feel like you're also talking out of school. You don't know that they're environmentally safe.
0: I'm just saying I'm sure they exist somewhere.
1: You are defending the pollution of our planet. So That's going to wind up in the ocean and a little guppy is going to get its head stuck in it as it decays and it's going to die. I'm defending the environmentally safe materials. Oh my god. You have no idea. I am
0: defending the environment right now. How am I supposed to
1: Google this? (laughs)
0: um well he it doesn't even matter because you got your wish he was silenced at the doorknob (laughs) drop
1: absolutely nothing comes up (laughs) when i google brock taylor noisemaker sticks
0: well that's because it's his family and not him
1: inflatable go team noisemakers i feel like there are a bunch of companies that make these though
0: well maybe his family started the the trend with (laughs) environmentally (laughs) safe
1: I guess I don't know. It's just, it doesn't say well, anything about being environmentally friendly. Well, look, it's, he doesn't like to brag about it. It's like, <laughs> but it's you not absolutely a, it's not should a brag thing. about that. <laughs>
0: Uh, next in the montage was Josh Levin, who of course crushed the doorknobs and completed the course. Um, sure. We'll be seeing a lot more from Josh in the future. And then, uh, Anna Shoemaker who almost made it through the doorknob drops, uh, but does not manage to get through them, but does qualify for the city finals as a woman. Yes. (laughs) uh then we get natalie duran the 26 year old youtube personality who is quote unquote always entertaining um which is she like because she dances like grant mccartney like uh she's a
1: youtube sensation
0: who is now flying planes
1: yeah god i would never do this
0: fly planes yeah why would you not fly a plane if you're willing to ride in a plane
1: Well, because I hate riding in a plane anyway.
0: But wouldn't it be I I sort of picture it like how when you're in a car and you're like a passenger, you're much more likely to feel sick or uh, annoyed or whatever. But when you're driving, it feels much better. So surely if you're piloting the plane and then you're like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm good.
1: No, it's also about being sick and more about being scared. And like, I would much rather ride in a car than drive it. I really do not feel comfortable when I am driving myself.
0: You prefer to leave your fate in other people's hands.
1: Yeah, I I trust other people's hands behind a wheel more than I trust mine. Look, uh, you have shady hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never been in an accident or anything. God, not Um, But I just feel like it's. I I like get scared when I'm driving and especially like Pittsburgh has so many bridges and tunnels and I hate driving through tunnels. Um, And I feel like I get really anxious on those things because you can't pull over at all. If you like start to freak out.
0: You know what you don't have to do in
1: airplanes? Uh, Go through tunnels. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's true. But I, but the, the stakes are also very high. Like
0: it's more dangerous to drive a car.
1: It's Okay, I take issue with that stat. It's definitely more dangerous to drive a car than it is to ride on a plane. I know that to be true, but I don't know the stats about privately flying a plane versus driving a car.
0: I don't know that stat either, but (laughs) anecdotally, I feel like I never hear about plane crashes that are private.
1: How many people do you know that have a private
0: plane? I know lots of... I know lots of... uh, I know that... Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth also recently got his pilot's license and he hasn't crashed.
1: I just feel like uh, dying in private plane crashes is like a specifically rich person way to die. And whereas anyone can dry, can die. In a you, car can get crash. Your,
0: you can get your pilot's license for like 300 bucks. You don't have to be a rich person.
1: But then wh- where do you get the plane to fly? You you rent
0: it. It's You don't own it. OK, you like like you take it out to get the license and then you can like.
1: But then what's the point of having on... the license if you don't have a plane?
0: Well, yeah, that's <laughs> there is no point. It's one of those things that like people do to sound interesting Oh
1: well. That's... <laughs> or to have
0: the experience of it, of like flying a plane.
1: <laughs> that's stupid.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I rebuke that
0: well uh natalie duran always entertaining she flies planes but she does not fly on the jumper cables because she slips and goes down into the water and that's it for natalie duran
1: okay yeah that's rough and there's no wild cards anything anymore
0: yeah she also did not make it last year to vegas so
1: yeah she just looks really confused
0: yeah um i mean i i I feel for her uh just having a rough go of it um but like it's 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 weird like you always kind of expect that she's gonna do really well but i don't think she's ever done really well she's
1: not very consistent
0: yeah uh next up we got nick hansen the 30 year old coach from alaska he's built his own big wall that he has gone up um so he's ready he's ready for that mega wall
1: yeah his course that he's built in alaska out of like driftwood looks very scary and like splinters waiting to happen
0: yeah but that's that's the plus side to living in alaska is that he's got so much space to build big walls
1: yeah so much space but so little access to materials and resources
0: Well, it uh, hasn't seemed to do him wrong yet.
1: Yeah, he's done a good job
0: yeah uh he gets all the way to the end he gets through the doorknob drop, and uh this this is very funny to me uh it, it, i'm sure he was going to do the mega wall regardless yeah. but they were all acting like Akbar and Matt and even uh Grant on the sidelines like they were acting like they needed to talk him into it uh like like they needed to peer pressure him into like come on, do it, <laughs> do it um, you won't <laughs> and uh so he eventually does he makes the attempt he goes up no problem he gets up the mega wall ten thousand dollars the graphic is on the screen and he is super pumped he is is just like yelling and he's super happy and akbar is going oh my oh my and uh it's it's a big party
1: yeah i was not expecting this if i were to put my money on someone from this episode getting up the mega wall nick hansen would probably not have been in my top five
0: exactly i would have said sean Bryan
1: yeah or like flip or kevin but all these people didn't even make it there
0: yeah uh so there you go i mean now they have extra incentive to not let the experienced ninjas get to the mega wall or they will have to pay them (laughs) $20,000 uh but uh very happy for nick hansen uh highlight of the episode here getting up that mega wall do we still Uh,
1: have like the um what is the palm wonderful called now
0: the I mean, in Ninja vs. Ninja, it's the Mitsubishi yeah. Drive, but, but that's have, on the USA Network.
1: Right. Do we have one anymore? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. End of an era.
0: It's the well, now we're going to have
1: to give it ourselves.
0: Chris Pratt Raptor run of the night.
1: That's not going to work for all the other episodes. Now we have to make up a new one for each city, and then we will give it out. There you go. Okay, so this was the Chris Pratt Raptor run of the night
0: yes okay uh next up was flip rodriguez the 28 year old stunt man who is uh wearing those um uh, iphone ipod whatever they're called what are they called
1: earbuds i believe air buds no, be right. <laughs> they're gonna, airpods i think the movie starring the dog <laughs> airpods that sounds yes right.
0: he's wearing airpods uh Yeah. Okay, Um, Airbus is such a better
1: name for them, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird name.
0: It's a weird look. Uh, I I don't like that they hang out of your ear like that. It's just weird.
1: I feel like I would always be afraid that they would fall out.
0: Exactly. Um, But uh, he's wearing them on a ninja course. So I wonder if he got a sponsorship. Uh, (laughs) Probably not because
1: he didn't say the name of them. (laughs)
0: He's got no package here for flip Um, again, probably just because we're going to see him in the future. Uh, He almost misses grabbing the first hook when he jumps up his his hand misses and he ends up having to regrab. But he makes it uh, and then does great on the first half of the doorknob drop kills the second half as well. But uh, he what he ended up doing was he was, he was so strong on it that he was reaching hand over hand to the final doorknob. And then when it dropped, it was not like a position of strength that he was holding from because his arms were crossed and he ended up falling into the water. Um, and then something that I was going to uh, talk about uh, with Brian Rambo as well, who, who comes next is that all throughout the episode, it felt like the, uh, the doorknob drop was just a very inconsistent with the drop. Um, like uh i it, it must have been a manual thing because Obviously, it's not like their weight is pulling it down. It's that they have to get to a certain spot. There's even a line that you can see that they have to cross and get both of their hands onto the doorknobs on the other side of the line. Then it drops. But for some of them, it dropped as soon as they got over that line. And for some of the other people, they waited a bit. And it was like, okay, when is it happening? When is it happening? And I think for what happened with Brian Rambo, uh, who we'll talk about in a second, is that he moved his hand. He was like waiting. And then he moved his hand over because, like, okay, do I need to be for And then it dropped. And he, like, almost fell off because he was, like, mid-transfer. Is um, it, like – do
1: you think it's, like, a manual release? Like, someone is – like I feel like doing yeah, it I feel somewhere.
0: Like it, That must be it. Like, oh, I don't ugh, see I how that. else. I don't yeah, think exactly. any obstacles
1: that are like subject to human error from like someone on the production side.
0: Exactly. And so, like for for some of them, you know, the second they put their hands on it would, it would drop. And I feel like that's going to be a lot more difficult than giving yourself, you know, a little bit of more time to brace yourself. Um, and then when it takes too long, then you're like, okay, well, when is it coming? And then it goes. And so, would. Uh, I would like to see it be a little more consistent.
1: Yeah. I did not notice that, I assume. Well, yeah, and that that does make sense because I was thinking that it was like you, just your weight drags it down, but then that would not be fair for people who are heavier and it would be way harder. Yeah. Because it would drop harder.
0: Well, uh, speaking of Brian Rambo, uh, he is next up here, 38 years old. He has an urban farm and a ninja course um, and he uh, he's, he's just got his little family, he's got his little farm and he's got his little ninja course.
1: I love it. I love a man who grows carrots.
0: Really, I thought you were uh, there were dead fish in his package. So I thought maybe you would be happy. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) Why were there dead fish?
0: Because they were fishing in his farm.
1: Oh, that doesn't sound very urban.
0: Well there's like a tiny little pond and they were like uh we even have our own thing and it was like it was like a it was like a puddle looking thing and there there was a the kid with like a fishing pole oh, and they pulled out no, that's a fish. Cool.
1: Um but I I like a person who grows vegetables especially in an urban setting. Well there you go. <laughs> I don't know anything about the movie Rambo either so all of these references were lost on me apparently Sylvester Stallone is in it do
0: you know that I I did know that yeah Uh, he's very fast uh, all the way through the course which is a great strategy because you know as we talked about uh, it was a relatively easier course up until the doorknob drop or at least it appeared to be uh, so from the couch Um, uh, and he really just sped through the whole thing and so you know know when you get to the doorknobs and you've gone there very quickly then you're probably going to qualify in fact he does qualify for the city finals by the time he even gets to the doorknobs uh however he does manage to get through them anyway um right through them and uh manages to complete the course with the fast time of the night and uh akbar says that is john rambo's son matt says he's drawn first blood
1: his name is John Rambo in the movie?
0: What else is it going to be?
1: Oh, I don't know. I thought it was just Rambo. I thought it was like the Terminator.
0: Like like Share.
1: Yeah, exactly like Share. Ter- <laughs> yeah, Share in the Terminator. Those classic <laughs> examples of what named people. I don't know. I John Rambo just sounds so uh pedestrian to me. I also don't support children dabbing. His children dab at him and I don't like it. That's them. true.
0: Yeah. Um. So then we get another montage, uh, another two montages. Starting with Jake Dalton, who goes out on the sky hooks. Verdale Benson, who goes down on the doorknob. She gets shut down on the doorknob drop, and then Spencer Clapp who competes the completes the course. Then we had Riles Naganga, who uh, was twisting like a pretzel, Naganga style, uh, on the sky hooks, and it barely
1: sounds like Gangam style, which I assume is what he's going for.
0: I I assume yes that was what he was going for. What a
1: current reference.
0: Um ends up going out on the sky hooks. Then Brian Kretsch uh who goes up the warped wall on his third attempt but completes the course. And then our good pal David Campbell who goes for the mega wall and fails, but he does go up the other wall and is one of our 10 finishers of the night.
1: Yes. And my good friend Adam Rail gets the big testimonial package this time.
0: Yes. Uh, not only the testimonial package, but the, the final spot on the episode. In an episode with Kevin Bull, Flip Rodriguez, David Campbell, uh, Adam Rail is the, uh, the final spot here.
1: Yeah. I always forget about his uh, crazy mother.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, he is the 24-year-old concrete worker. Uh, they called him the hottest ninja in the world. That might be true,
1: actually. (laughs) I would need to think about it more, but he's he's up there.
0: Yeah, well, he gets the testimonial package. Um, They talk about how he often comes first in these regional competitions. Uh, And he's very, very quick, very smooth, all the way up to the doorknobs, uh, goes right through the doorknob drop uh, and then right up the mega wall.
1: I was so shocked when they said that he used to be a gymnast. He's so large. Gymnasts are usually really small.
0: Well, maybe he got large after being a gymnast and becoming a concrete worker.
1: (laughs) But even being a concrete worker didn't make him (laughs) 6'1". You don't know that.
0: (laughs) Maybe he was a gymnast in like high school and he was like
1: uh, 5'8". That's still tall to be a gymnast. Really? yes Uh, how short do you need to be well really high level male gymnasts are like Tyler Yamauchi sized like 5'4 yeah or like the Michigan gymnastics program uh, when I was there like you could always tell a male gymnast because they were like built like a tank but they were like 5'2
0: well maybe he was a middle school gymnast
1: yeah it seems like that shouldn't even be referenced then I was a middle school lacrosse player but if anyone ever identified me as a former lacrosse player that would be pretty ridiculous I
0: mean, if Tiana's a waitress, I just feel like. uh <laughs> You're
1: really obsessed with this.
0: Uh, so he goes right up the mega wall. We get the graphic $10,000. Akbar says, that's big right there, man. That's big.
1: Yeah. Just like Adam Rail. Just like Adam Rail. Um, and he does a somersault at the top of the wall.
0: Yes, he does. Um, but. The episode is not over because it's time to get the movie stars back and pretend that they've been there the whole time and pretend that they had fun.
1: I didn't even notice that they were back. What did they do?
0: They're up on the announcer stand with uh, Matt and Akbar. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, man, we had so much fun tonight. Uh, like they probably didn't even know it goes till 5 a.m. Uh, this, <laughs> but again, this, look, maybe they did. But even if they did, there's no way they, st- they were on those bleachers get the tea um,
1: from your best friend.
0: <laughs> look I, I i can't i can't use privileged information against movie stars you
1: don't think matt will rat them out
0: no I, matt will of course tell me everything but i can't i can't betray his trust and then use it on a podcast
1: okay but you guys share all of your secrets and that's the important thing yeah i'll see what he thinks about oceans <laughs> uh
0: he'll be like which one <laughs>
1: Well, if you just ask, what do you think about oceans, then yes. Then I would be like, they're great. The Pacific, the Atlantic, love them all. Um, but well,
0: then be consi- be again, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be called consistent. It's context
1: clues. I'm saying if you asked him generally, like, what do you think of oceans, and it doesn't make sense. But if you said, are you going to see oceans this week, then he would know what you meant.
0: But I feel like it takes more effort to drop the number from the title uh, and then have to add it in when you are talking about it in a different context than to just say, add the extra syllable and say Ocean's 8.
1: Have you seen the original ones?
0: I have.
1: I haven't. Is it Ocean's with an apostrophe? Is it a person's name?
0: (laughs) I don't remember, actually. Like
1: Sandra Bullock is going to be like Jennifer Ocean and it's her crew of eight. But I think in the original it was George Clooney. Which I've um, always said that Sandra Bullock is George Clooney for women. Yes,
0: George Clooney was Danny Ocean.
1: Yeah, so she's probably going to be like Dana
0: Ocean. Uh, is so? Is is this like a continuation or is it a no. reimagining?
1: No, it's uh, she's
0: Debbie. De- Debbie Ocean.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't
0: know um, why that was funny to me.
1: <laughs> no, it's a different plot because they're going to rob the Met Gala in this, as one. opposed to casinos. Maybe you're the yeah, one who's seen the casino, original right. one. Yeah, I've never seen them. I've I feel like the only reason this, the, 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 that it worked was
0: because it was Soderbergh though like
1: I don't know who that is
0: this one is it's Gary a man. Ross yeah
1: a man directed it but a woman that wrote is it surprising a woman wrote
0: um, it did uh, Pleasantville and Seabiscuit and the Hunger Games
1: Pleasantville uh, I don't think I ever saw that I did see the Hunger Games those are fine yeah it's kind of hard to go wrong with those movies it's not really that much nuance <laughs> <laughs> Um, There you go. All right. Well, this podcast has been sponsored by, it should have been like the Oceans Eight Outstanding Run of the Night. It was sponsored
0: by Oceans. Yes. Um, It was sponsored by Oceans. Not the movie, just the general concept. Yep. Uh, We support them
1: and don't want plastic winding up in them.
0: Exactly, which is why you should support noisemakers that are (laughs) naturally and environmentally friendly.
1: If you must support noisemakers at all.
0: yeah, look, I try to support. Anytime somebody tries to be environmentally friendly, I like to support them. And Lita doesn't, and that's just Listen, uh, that's just how things work this way. hands are
1: nature's noisemakers. They're carbon zero, but you can't trust it your hands. Carbon neutral. Why can't? Oh, because I'm a bad driver. Yes. Okay. I'm We've not been actually... over this. You can't trust your hands to make to even make noise. Okay. I'm not actually a bad driver. I would like to make that clear. I just get nervous when I drive, and I think that I would get me nervous. <laughs> I for walk. the
0: record, for all the listeners, <laughs> that like, will that will be like, no, I'm not letting Lita drive.
1: Yeah, I feel like in case I ever have to pick any of you up from the airport or something, which I have done a couple times in the last month, like I can do it.
0: Well, for the record, then, if you're asking me to pick you up from the airport. I am a bad driver. You don't want me to pick you up. Uh, Don't uh, you probably want to ask Lita?
1: Yeah, I'll pick you up from the Boston airport. Exactly. It'll only take me like 11 hours
0: uh well we've got our leaderboard here uh 10 finishers as we mentioned brian rambo nicholas coolridge thomas coffren josh levin adam rail who got up that mega wall spencer Clapp, sean Bryan, david campbell and then nick hansen who we know also got up the mega wall brian Kretsch and kevin Bull goes out on the doorknobs, which everybody else went out on. Uh, Jesse Orangeine, Flip Rodriguez, Scott Wilson, Jeremy Rivette, Davon or sorry Davion, <laughs> Hancock's, Derek Miyamoto, Anthony Trucks, Tiana Weberle, uh, who as you mentioned did qualify in the top thirty, the only woman to do so in this episode. Joe. Uh, sorry, Tyler Schlorf, uh, <laughs> Joe Martavit, uh Brock Taylor, Grant McCartney, Austin Siebert, Ruben Arellano, Gabe Hurtado, Verdale Benson, Eric Nelson, Wesley Silvestri and Brian Neal. Yes, I stand
1: Wesley Silvestri.
0: There you go. Uh, and then the top five women were Tiana Weberly, who went out, as we mentioned, on the doorknobs. Then Janique Lavette, Selena Lanielle, and then Anna Shoemaker. And then in fifth place here, Samantha Bush, who went out on the Skyhooks.
1: Hey, okay, congrats, everybody. There you go. That was a fine episode. The dinosaurs were labored
0: yes uh also i literally i just, just like uh storyline for oceans eight danny oceans estranged sister so this does Ooh. occur in the same universe
1: oh i feel like it totally occurs in the same universe i just think it's not like a remake no that's i was asking is it yeah.
0: a re a reimagining or is it a like continuation kind of oh, in the same yeah. universe
1: yeah no it's part of the series i guess
0: I wonder if there'll be a massive crossover event called uh, the uh, the Avengers, uh 19.
1: <laughs> I feel like it would still probably have the word oceans in it.
0: <laughs> I guess, yeah, you'd probably just call it Oceans if 19. A, if
1: there was a crossover event, it would be called Oceans 19, but um, it would be Oceans plural. So there would just be an apostrophe after it because it would be both of the oceans. so <laughs> Yeah. Also it wouldn't be because there was also an Ocean's 13 so if you combined everybody it would have to be an Ocean's 21.
0: Yeah, but I don't really, I, I don't remember but I'm guessing that a decent amount of them have died so.
1: Also apparently um if this movie does really well, uh which I guess is why I'm shilling for it so hard, uh they'll make it into a trilogy to fill in the um 9 and 10. Oh.
0: What about uh 1 through 7?
1: Well, we don't need one through seven because who are you going to cut from this iconic cast of women? Taryn, who are you going to cut?
0: <laughs> Just one by one. Go down. Seven, six, five, four. I
1: mean, they all do have numbers. Like Sandra Bullock is one. Kate Blanchett is two. <laughs> and is three. Like they all have that. But then eight is Helena Bonham Carter. You're going to cut Helena Bonham Carter?
0: If you, well, you don't have to do it in order. That would get predictable.
1: Okay. Well, I don't want to cut any of these women. They are all great. I love all eight of them.
0: Here's how I would do it. I would start With Debbie Ocean, because you'd never expect it.
1: But then it's who? Whose seven is it?
0: It's in the in remembrance.
1: It's the it's the Ocean's Memorial Seven.
0: Yeah, the Friendship Alliance.
1: (laughs) No, this is stupid. We only need eight, nine, and ten. Then we can add more iconic women.
0: All right. Well, like I said, we'll see if it's good.
1: They can put Ariana Grande in the next one. (laughs) She can be nine. (laughs)
0: okay (laughs) um all right well that is our episode episode two of american ninja warrior we will be back next week to talk about episode three
1: in miami uh
0: yes i believe uh drew dreschel will be running in miami Jesse Uh, jesse graff um who else was there in the preview
1: I don't know. I, I was thinking about Jesse. I,
0: yeah, I just, I just remember Jesse from the preview and then I remembered seeing uh, Competing Next Week when they showed uh, Drew in, this, in the audience.
1: Yeah, this is also our last... Miami will be our last week on Wednesday and then we move back to Monday.
0: Um, oh, because Ninja versus Ninja will be over.
1: I guess so, but Ninja versus Ninja is on at 11 o'clock at night on a different channel. Yeah, well... <laughs> So I feel like they weren't competing. I don't know. I It's probably something else is ending on NBC. Maybe NBC's The Voice is ending or something. There's a time slot open.
0: You mean the NBC voice?
1: <laughs> the NBC voice. That's what I call it. Yeah. yeah. That's what everyone calls it. <laughs> Uh all right. Well, thank you
0: everyone for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the American Ninja Warrior Hap Ups. That's R H A P Ups. You can leave a review or a rating or whatever you want to do. You can find us on Robin's You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Armstrong Taryn Lita is at Lita Tweeted. You can find us on Instagram. Uh if you want to see me post nothing, then you can follow me at Taryn underscore Armstrong. And you can follow Lita, post things uh that are things uh at Lita Gramt. I love posting um, things
1: that are things. That's my main thing on Instagram.
0: Exactly. Uh, You can find me on Twitch. Uh, Taryn Armstrong is my Twitch page channel whatever you want to call it been having fun on there uh you can listen to the other podcasts we do uh you can listen to the taryn show on the reality tv rehab ups feed which also includes this podcast and many others you can find our big brother coverage you can find alita's uh you you've got you just started up a new dance or not new but uh the new season of the dance podcast
1: of the dance podcast. The dance. Yeah, as, yeah, the as, and
0: the ABC dance.
1: No, it's it's Fox it's the Fox, Fox Dance. Fox Dance. Please listen to my new podcast The Fox Dance. Yeah. Um it's very artistic and surreal.
0: Uh, there you go. Yeah,
1: it's the actual show is called So You Think You Can Dance. Yes. <laughs> it's on Fox and also on Reality TV wrap-ups. And you can check out my writing. Uh I'm doing my RuPaul's Drag Race recaps on my entertainmentworld.ca.
0: Does that show ever end?
1: RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah. Um, God, I wish. No, um, it was weird. They did two seasons in a row without a break in between this year uh, because they did an All-Star season, which is like a different kind of format. Um, It was very strange. It was like almost the end of All-Stars 2 and everybody was like, damn, that season sucked. Can't wait for season 10. And then they were like, guess what? It's premiering next week. So there's still hope. So the answer is no. (laughs) Yeah, it it will end soon, thankfully. uh, But there's still hope there's one there's one queen left who, if she wins, the season will be saved.
0: Well, there you go yeah. uh well, thank you, everyone, for joining us
1: uh do we, do we have a hashtag? Oh, I feel like it's gotta be something about
0: hashtag oceans
1: yeah, sure. I feel like that's pr- probably a common hashtag. I was gonna say uh something about a hashtag n b c voice <laughs> that's definitely all also used
0: uh i i think i think hashtag oceans is is the way to go um no apostrophe because that messes up hashtags but then
1: how do we that's not even helpful how do we find that hashtag to know that people listen to the podcast because they're also
0: including us in it okay (laughs) they're going at armstrong at LitaTweeted, tweeted hashtag oceans
1: but the whole point is that we can look in the hashtag and see if people are tweeting shit about us without uh without tagging us but using the hashtag to so that other people know that they were talking about this podcast. I didn't realize that was the point. (laughs) No, it's not actually. I mean, the point is to see like what people are saying about the show. The point is to,
0: to give some, give them proof that they listened all the way through
1: that's part of it but i feel like the other point like this doesn't really apply to us because i don't feel like anybody would be like tweeting the hashtag that they wouldn't include us in but for like really popular podcasts like stuff on the main feed i feel like one of the points is that if you're listening to it then you can go to that hashtag and see what other people are saying about it
0: okay well If it's popular enough, then it will make an impact on hashtag oceans.
1: Do do oceans, too. That's you and I. No, it's it's oceans. (laughs) That's a stupid
0: hashtag. It's a great hashtag. And it perfectly fits and it perfectly represents. And I think you are now understanding why it was stupid to call it oceans in the first place. I you think that's what it makes it's, it beautiful. It's called... That's what that's what makes it perfect. It's the perfect hashtag uh, because it all just comes full circle, and you finally learned your lesson about uh, hashtags and bread and and everything.
1: It's called context clues. Yeah, cake and bread would have been a better hashtag. Cake
0: and bread. Yes. That's a terrible hashtag.
1: Why? It's specific and it's easy to spell.
0: Cake and bread. Yes. <laughs> No, it would be have to have to be cake bread.
1: Last week we didn't do a hashtag, but or it should bread have cake. been it should have been simulated animal abuse, which is yes. what Will Simon tweeted. At
0: us. Yes. Oh, I I, I forgot to, to play the uh, the song as you mentioned. Will he he sent in a theme song? He said that uh, that you had asked him like eight months ago for a theme song. Okay. And that he is very much on time So he has finally uh, given us this theme song So uh, he, here it is Good morning everyone I've got a question to ask
1: Do you want to be a ninja? Mm-hmm. Tell an Amulito will tell you how They can not do it themselves Because they're not that
0: strong Stronger than you will
1: the American Ninja Warrior song.
0: And then this is the part where I go, hello, everyone, and (laughs) welcome to the ending of American Ninja Warrior uh, (laughs) Half-Ups, the the episode two podcast. I Um, like that
1: it gives the extremely inaccurate impression that this is a how-to podcast, (laughs) that we give any actual advice on how to do well on this show.
0: Well, yeah. Um, and, uh, and when I do get on American Ninja Warrior like Bijan, then he's really gonna regret saying that I'm not strong.
1: Yeah. Well, Will's songs are always a little bit rude. That's like a signature. It's just more incentive for you to get on the show. And then I can, uh, do backflips on the sidelines and steal the spotlight.
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) You're not going to invite me when you're on the show.
0: I mean, I'll invite you, but I'm going to be like, don't let her on the sidelines.
1: Wow. Harsh.
0: I don't want any jumping juniors.
1: Okay. Damn. What if I hold a sign that says like where to find us on iTunes?
0: Well, you can do that from the stands.
1: Okay. Well, I don't think that they'll zoom in on me unless I'm one of those people that's like running alongside on the the sidelines of the course.
0: Look, I can only do so much. That
1: okay. would be really Whatever. jealous,
0: and it would be a big thing, so.
1: All right. Well, now I hope you don't get on.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will see you next time.